Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Patreon exclusive podcast about the one thing I know something about game shows, I suppose. I'm your host, Jordan Haas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, my head hurts. <laughs> oh, I'm also in pain. Uh, so, hi, welcome to uh, the Patreon exclusive podcast episode of Games with I Suppose. I'm your host, Jordan Haas. Uh, this week's episode, we'll be dealing with Double Dare, but not the Double Dare that most people understand with Mark Summers and the Goopy Goopy Mess. That's in the main feed. This is the private Patreon. Just you and me, folks. Mwah. Love you. We're talking about Alex Trebek's uh, Double Dare. Um, it's been over a week since the untimely passing of Alex Trebek. Uh, I... I I'm still not over the fact of his passing, but I am more, um, since the recording of the tribute, more optimistic, more happy, more joyful, more excited about the works of Trebek. And Double Dare is no exception. This is one of those sleeper hits when it comes to the world of game shows. Uh, Not a lot of people really... um, remember double dare that often because they just when you hear double dare it's kind of seen as the stepchild of a lot of game shows but it is such a smart game show it's such a clever game show and it has a great element of alex trebek in the show that it also brings out a smart part of trebek there's. I wanted to do this episode for a while. I did not know if I wanted to do it the same week as Double Dare, because uh, this is the penultimate episode's Double Dare, uh, and then we we sign off on the show. But Double Dare with Trebek is such a fascinating format. The theme song that you heard earlier tonight, the super sound, you know. That song, most people associate that with Card Sharks than they do Double Dare, even though Double Dare predated Card Sharks because Goodson Todman loved repurposing a lot of sound effects and music stings and set designs. And it's no different than Whammy the Only Press Your Luck. Oh, you didn't think I didn't notice that? You didn't think I didn't notice that, GSN? Huh? With the Card Shark set? You didn't think I didn't notice? Uh,. <laughs> But but still, Double Dare is fun. So, the premise is classic game show. There's two contestants in two soundproof podiums. Uh, and they have these really cool aperture eye things where when someone is locks in and buzzes in on the answer, the other one's locked out and they... Uh, they 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 get closed up doors so you don't see them and it's just the one contestant trying to give the correct answer which i really really enjoy so this is a game of people places and things the concept is so simple to understand i love it the game works like this 
we start with a very broad statement that gives a clue of a person, a place, or a thing. Uh, and it's always something that you never really think about for a person. So it's so obscure, and it, it just leaves people baffled. And then the second clue, something a little bit more specific to the person. Then third, then fourth, and it just keeps going until I believe eight clues. By the time the eighth clue rolls around, it becomes painfully obvious you know who the person is. Because the clues become more and more specific as the game progresses. So it'll be something like, uh, this musician was born in Liverpool. Kind of like, you know, a Jeopardy clue, but before Jeopardy. Uh, second clue, him and his four friends uh, all had a hit in the 60s and 70s. And then it just keep growing. And then it'll be like, currently, Danny, and just keep moving forward. Uh, so what happens is when someone buzzes in with the correct answer, you, you lock in with a correct answer, you get $50. But the game doesn't stop there. If you're, you buzzed in correctly, you figured it out, you won your $50. Uh, now you have to make a decision. Do you take the $50 or do you dare your opponent with one more clue? And if they can't figure it out, you get double the dollars or $100 on a correct response. And then if they get stumped again... Wow, they got dumped on the dare. Do you want to double dare them for $200? Uh, and that becomes the game. So so just throwing this out there, it basically is kind of like a uh, uh, a classic. Uh, it remind, it's, it's a mix of Jeopardy with the clues, with the uh, dare aspect, the risk-reward aspect that you would see in many future game shows. Yeah. Uh, Currently, the one that is the new supermarket sweep, 25000 to 50000 to 100000 Uh To something like, uh, I will even argue, so, something like, uh, like a Joker's Wild, because it's two contestants trying to reach a $500 threshold. Uh, so you, the point values is 50 for a buzz and correct, 100 for a dare... That was deemed incorrect, and then two hundred uh, is in. It goes to the if they're incorrect. Now, here's the catch, though: if you dare your opponent and they get it right, they steal the entire value of the question. So you dare them and they're right; they can get a hundred dollars or they can get two hundred dollars, which I also really love because there's that. St- nerve game associated with double dare that i don't think a lot of people really found out uh was a real fun case of this game uh until after the show pretty much ended it's that soundproof booth it's the confidence game associated with this and it's a can you figure this out and this is I, I'm going to keep saying this. This is one of the best game shows Trebek has ever hosted. Yes, High Rollers, fantastic. Jeopardy, obvious. But Double Dare with Trebek, 
I think this is the one that people should really look into to really have a full understanding of Trebek the Quizmaster. Because almost every dot that would know from Trebek in Jeopardy has been played in this game. The object is to be the first to get 500. If you do, you win the game and you go on to the final round, the spoilers round. Uh, so spoilers is another fantastic bonus round. Nowadays, it just seems passe. It just seems boring. It just seems kind of eh. But thinking back on this, this is one of the early versions of the Beat the Trivia Expert. We talk about games like Win Benstein's Money or The Chase uh, where it's or Stump the Schwab. Somebody who is an expert in a chosen field who's a trivia mind. And this is a game, this final round to win $5,000. All they have to do is stump three spoilers. Once again, it's a person, a place, or a thing. But instead of the contestant being in the uh, soundproof booth, uh, it's three PhDs, people who hold doctorate degrees. Uh, I think typically in USC or UCLA because they were filmed in Los Angeles. And they were in isolation booths. And the whole aspect is simple. Can you get four clues through the spoilers without getting stumped on all three? Uh, So the way the spoilers round works like this. There are eight clues marked one through eight. It's all held randomly on a giant game board. Behind each of the eight boxes is a clue. Once you pick a number, you will see a clue, and it'll tell you something vividly about the person. The contestant doesn't have to figure out who it is, because they already know who it is and what the clue is. All they have to figure out if they want to keep that clue and throw it to the spoilers in the hopes that they don't know who it is, or toss it out because it's very painfully obvious in exchange for a different clue. So once again, another risk-reward stick-or-twist situation on a game show. If they go to the spoilers and someone gets it right, they're locked out for the remainder of the round, and they continue with the other two spoilers. If all three spoilers have figured it out, that's one, two, three strikes, and they're out of the game. Now, if they answer incorrectly... They get $100. So the object is to get four clues through the spoilers to win $5,000. If they get through, uh, if they figure it out, they get a strike, three strikes, the game over, and they get only the money they accumulate up to that point in the game. So the prize tree theoretically is anywhere from zero to $1,100 before making it to the full 5000 uh, which I also enjoy. This is like a very fun, tense round. And I kind of, when you see it present, like you see it in the past with the spoilers and all this, I kind of think like all it was missing should be like a tension music. I look at this game and I mean like the they had the light board. You know, the light-up scoreboard that you would see in baseball stadiums that would later be used for fast money on Family Feud? That's the tech, and it's such an innovative tech of the 70s. 
that it's such a fascinating board. Uh, but I kind of look at like, what if this was modern day? Because Double Dare feels like a modern day game show, but stuck in the 70s and like not really, uh, they couldn't figure it out in a way that I think is what makes it uh, rough. And the problem is you can't call it Double Dare because if you say I have a new game show called Double Dare, people are going to say so it's obstacle course and messy and all this. Um, but it, this is a show that I feel is a rebootable show. Uh, all you got to do now is be the first of 5,000. And that's about it. You just keep the show, update the values. Uh, you can change the podiums to lock it out. You can have cool music in the background. I got to think things like the rich list and the money list. You know, that blues and dark and intense. So what I would do is make it so the values are times 10. So it's $500 for a correct answer. You can dare for 1000 or double dare for 2000 same things apply. First to $5,000 wins the game and goes on to play for $50,000. But this time around, instead of getting PhD scholars, I think it's better to get, uh, is to get celebrities. I got to think ABC. I got to think Mask Singer. I want something where it's a celebrity guess. And it's all pop culture trivia. I mean, Double Dare in this era was like book, was book characters and authors. A little high culture with with few politicians and, and journalists and uh, famous figures in history. But I think if you make Double Dare about celebrities in, in like movies and TV shows, uh, this this would be a instant hit. Because if it's a pop culture trivia game played with the double dare aspect, this could be an instant success. So you get like a Jenny McCarthy on the spoiler panel or or you get Dr. Ken as the host or something like this. And the idea is that in the final round, it's the exact same as the main board. Um, but this time around, you have if you... Um, the whole object is you have to once again get through four clues with the spoilers and then you double dare. I think that should be the case. I think what we need to do is we need to double dare the format. So it becomes like almost, I would say, I hate to say supermarket sweep inspired, but something like supermarket sweep where it is if you can fool with uh four with three clues or four clues you get 25,000 you can stop or take a dare pick another clue give it to the uh spoilers and you can double it to 50,000 and then do it again for 100,000 no matter what happens you have your 5,000 but something like that would be what I would want the, the, the a new improved Double Dare to be. Because I think if you were going to do a rebooted version of Double Dare, it would have to follow that ABC format of 
one game stretched out to a half an hour, first to 5,000 wins, and it becomes this uh, quiz game of pop culture. It's a pop culture quiz game where you basically have to stump the panel. Something like that would be what I would see a new double there being. Uh, and and plus you have a $100,000 prize. You would have it um, have pop culture. But also it would have to feel like a risk, right? Because I think the whole point of Double Dare, which not a lot of people kind of took up because back in the day it was kind of just card sharks, go for it, is the risk-reward aspect with big money on the line. Hey, you have $500. You want to bank it or risk it for $1,000 in the hopes that they don't know the answer. What do you want to do? Let's dare. All right, for $1,000... Here's your clue. This TV series stars Norman Reedus. Like some something like that would have just oh man, it would be fun. So, um one of the uh highlights I have with this game is that uh and what I love about it is it's almost like a game of chicken mixed with it. And I don't know. You could always just make like a uh, a value game too. Now, what I love about it is there's 10 clues, by the way. If you buzz in correctly, you get the money and then you can dare or double dare. But what I also enjoy about this game is that if you're incorrect, you're locked out. And then the next clue, which would be clue four or five, would go to your opponent, and they are the only ones that get to see it. So they see something you don't, and that's a real penalty. And then if they don't figure it out, we go to clue six. And so they have a little bit more information than you, which I kind of love too, because there's a little detective game aspect too. That that Double Dare is like a clue-finding game. It's a clue-finding game, a detective game, a pop culture deduction game mixed with a risk-reward confidence game in a way that I don't think was even kind of seen back in the 70s when the show aired. The show aired in 76, ended in 77. Only less, It lasted less than 100 episodes. But there is a real format in here that I think works. This is a Jay Wolpert game, damn it. Jay Wolpert. He, he, he's the story writer of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. You've seen the Pirates, right? You know Jack Sparrow, Yar Har. Jay Wolpert, the, this guy, the guy who made this game shows that guy. <laughs> I, I always love saying that. Uh, he also was... It's, it, it's, it's fun seeing people in game shows work in other fields Uh, and just this game i'm just i i think it could work you just have to tweak it slightly i don't think you need phds to be spoilers and trivia and be high culture smart people i think this works if you make it a pop culture game show and when i keep watching old episodes of double there which they've aired on buzzer 
I keep going. Wait a minute. This could have worked. This is a music question. This could have worked. This is a movie question. This could have worked. This is a question about a fictional character. And it's like, if it's questions like that, holy cow, it works. But when it becomes like a pop culture question, it's like, I don't think the doctorates know that much. And it kind of feels like the, it kind of feels like, I hate to say like the chase, because I always feel like comparing it to the chase is not really the right idea. It reminds me of the SNL bit about Beat the Expert, the Aziz Ansari skit, where he plays like a fake chaser. And the idea is that he knows all of this very intelligent things, but then something very pop culture shows up and he doesn't know a damn thing. It, this should be a pop culture thing. Double Dare could work as a pop culture thing. You got to think like backgrounds of, fic- of of celebrities. Like, what's the background of Lady Gaga? What's the background of Katy Perry? What's the background of Ryan Seacrest? What's the background of Kim Kardashian? All of those could easily work into a Double Dare game. Uh, in Trebek is on top tier with this show the clues he delivers is as the same amount of enthusiasm as he does on jeopardy especially in the early years the uh the do you want to take a dare exact same as you would a daily double and when it comes to the final round he's cheering on the contestant as he's trying to fool these three experts now of course on jeopardy most likely those phds wouldn't up as contestants not necessarily as spoilers but oh my god double there is what a great game this is a format that definitely can and should be rebooted you just can't call it double there you would just have to call it something else and then have everyone go, this is just Double Dare from the 70s. <laughs> you can't even have the theme song. You can't even have the... You can't even have that because Card Shark has it now. You can't get Joel McHale to do this. Why would Joel McHale do this? But something about this show could work in a modern era with a modern set with modern clues. Because I can just hear like the stinger noise. I can hear... I can just... The weird part about watching Double Dare and revisiting Double Dare with its red and green weird checkery double vision signs and the electric light board is you can easily just make that like a video screen. You can easily have this be like those cool LCD screen curves all over the place. You can easily like have like eight HDTV screens on the board for the spoilers round uh and then you can have it be like a that's wrong we that's a thousand dollars we got to keep going like i don't think it should be a thousand dollars per incorrect answer it should really be if you clear the three like they all figure it out you win um but something about like you you went through it you went through three clues you just want twenty five thousand dollars do you want to stop or do you want to risk it, take a dare, go for 50000 Something about that, because I can hear that that tension music. I can hear the clues you want to pass. You can pass up to three at a time, leaving eight or, or ten or whatever they're going to say. And it's going to be like you just hear that tension music. Like, 
boom, boom. Like that, that, that upbeat tension music going kind of, and just like, okay, we're going for $50,000. Your next clue is, um, they're the only, uh, they have won the, the mirror ball on dancing with the stars. And it's just something like that, which is, I can picture that as like a game. And it's like that it worked. I'm like, my, my eyes are like blown open with like how fun the show is. And you, I think the show is a second chance show. Not a lot of seventies formats that are short lived deserve that second chance. I, I strongly feel stick it to the past. It's not necessary. Double Dare, I feel, could actually work in a modern reboot with a big money prize. They just have to fix it in certain ways. Trebek is a top tier host on this show. And the only promise I gotta figure out like who would be a modern replacement for this show. Cause it has to be somebody who understands celebrity and pop culture, if if I'm going by my vision of the show. And the intent and like the tension. It comes with like here's the panel of experts that know celebrities uh, to to do it because I think that's the only way this could work. <laughs> um, and I like it. I like the show a lot. Uh, the aperture closing noise that it warms me up like the the. All of all of the aspects of this game show is high tech and and modern for the time, in a way that we kind of overlooked this. And I understand that the uh, issue is how boring the show is when you don't know the answer, and how really boring it is hearing spoilers go. I don't know, but. Something about you can have a comedic guess, you can make it funny and charming. Like the format is perfect, actually. It's just not, was not the time to do it. I don't think. I think now is the perfect time to do this show. You can do this show on Bravo, you can do a show in Primetime Fox, you can do this show on ABC, you can do a show on CBS. It doesn't matter. Because it's such a play-along show, if done correctly, and they couldn't figure out how to make it play-along. All you're seeing is people with big-ass headphones in a soundproof booth uh, try and figure out clues like, They lived in a log cabin. Like, what? <laughs> no, what? I, I it, it can work. And... I know we're near the end of game shows, I suppose, the main feed, but something about this show just, I I give it a big hug. Uh, I never really understood the show until later, and watching it now, there's a, a lot of lag, a lot of dead air, a lot of silence. But I think what it needs is that risk-reward element. It needs that screaming at the television. Don't do it. Walk away. Go for it kind of aspect. Because if it's something that everyone knows and it's more painfully obvious, 
it makes for a much better show. And if it's stuff that people know of today, okay, that now you're just into a funny thing. And plus, if you change the spoilers from doctors to com- like actors and comedians who have like a pop culture mindset, you now can make it a quote-unquote celebrity game show, even though it's a civilian game show, uh, in a way that makes it fun. Uh, and that's where I th- want this game to go. This game should feel like Mask Singer mixed with Supermarket Sweep, mixed with uh, with, with with maybe like like a like like a Card Sharks. I'd say Card Sharks, but like a Stop Go Risk Reward game. Do you want to go double or nothing? Uh, because th- that's how this show could work. And damn it. I like Double Dare. Is it as good as Nickelodeon's Double Dare? Mm. They're two different shows. Two totally different shows. Because, as I've probably explained in the episode, Double Dare is children's game show. That is the definitive children's game show. Uh, You have your action at the start, and trivia leads to more action. This is a guessing show. This is, a, this is a guessing game show with trivia. If they can formulate this trivia show into something that everyone can play and understand, this could have been an instant hit. And nowadays, I think this could be the hit. This is like Masquerade Party, but better. This can be a next great hit. Uh... And it's just kind of weird that people don't really glance at Double Dare when they looked at the legacy of Alex Trebek. Uh, yes, Jeopardy is the definitive Alex Trebek game show, and they're not wrong. But uh, I think for a lot of people, they're just rewatching Classic Concentration, or like me, I watched Battle Stars this week. Uh, but Double Dare, holy shit! This is a fun show when it's done correctly. Sometimes I'm looking at the and going, this is the game. Other times I look at this and go, this is the most boring game show out there. But it's such a perfect modern format that it can work. Because theoretically, this show can be over in three rounds which is three questions. When you look at a new game show like Card Sharks, three questions seems to be the norm on that show before going to the spoilers round. You can theoretically just keep that up, Um, even though I like the show. Um, The more it gets obvious, the easier it is. I enjoy so much. And I'm just like trying to wrap my head around what a modern double dare would look like and sound like and act like. And to me, that's what brings me loads of joy. Hearing Trebek's voice and enthusiasm brought me so much joy watching this show. And here in this picturing that show just brought me so much joy that for a very low time that we're all feeling and suffering through the loss of Alex Trebek this brought me tremendous joy at an unpleasant time 
I recommend people watch Double Dare, one of the greatest under-deserved game shows of all time. Yes, the spoilers are boring. Yes, the clues are sometimes boring. Yes, there is no audio, so it's dead air most of the time. But if you hear background music, if you hear like a tension bed, if you can hear the display graphic, if you up the stakes to make it big money, you might have one of the coolest game shows. You just got to fix that bonus round. You just got to make it a double dare, just like in the front game. And you have a huge hit. Put this on True TV. Put this on, uh, what, is Misery Index on True TV or is on TBS? Something like that, this show would easily work on. And that's going to do it here on Game Shows, I suppose. Yes, Double Dare is great. Please check out Double Dare. Holy shit, what an amazing format. And before we get going, there's still more game shows left to talk about with the world of Alex Trebek. But man, fucking love Double Dare. And I hope that you stay tuned because next week it's the Price is Right episode on the main feed. And then... I guess anytime I won't feel like rambling about game show, it'll be right here. We love you, Alex. And until next time, big smooch. Mwah!